Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I love Woodward Sports. Love wearing clothes. Then you should be wearing Woodward Sports clothes. Check out our full line of merch at WoodwardSports.com. Just click on Shop. We have all your favorite designs, like Dan Campbell kneecaps, Woodward Golf, and of course, our own logo out merchandise. Men, women, infants, kids all love Woodward Sports. Impress your friends. Impress your boss. Impress your dog. Buy Woodward Sports merch today. Back down at Allen Park for another day of Lions training camp. I'm Gabrielle D. Phillips with Woodward Sports Network. Today we'll be seeing them working on a lot of game flow, movement of the ball, and special teams. Injury update on Trinity Benson. They will be getting a second opinion, but as of right now, it just looks like a sprain, which is fantastic news. When speaking to the media this morning, Campbell touched on the offense's growth and Goff's year two. Okay, man, we, we are so far beyond where we were because of communication and guys being on the same page. And I think that's where golf has really grown for us too, is uh, year two in this system. So that's what excites me. One word how to describe how they're feeling about the defense in year two? Pleased. Pleased. Um, because I think we are in the beginning stages here of we feel some versatility beginning to show itself. It's not just because of one individual player. He's seen improvement across the board. He listed off Hutch, CJ, Mack, and even Brian Branch as key components to this defense. Overall, on both defense and offense, their goal is to create versatility in their packages, and that will be their ammo to neutralize their opponents this season. Gabrielle D. Phillips with Woodward Sports Network, reporting from Allen Park. Good morning, everybody. It's the morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Thank you guys for tuning in, choosing us this morning. Don't forget, when you come into the stream, hit the like button, support the stream, support everybody here alongside. I appreciate you guys for taking the time. We got the crew, as usual. Uh, Booner filling in for Sam Flannel. Uh, Football. He's out. he's out till Tuesday. He's on vacation. We miss you, Sam Flannel. JB in the booth. Gabrielle D. Phillips is back. Hi. And which we're going to get to her in a little bit, talking about training camp, what she saw. But Lucas Klotz, uh, the guy, the, the man, the myth, the legend, in the booth as usual. A uh, lot of football to get to today. Yesterday, our first little taste of football, Booth. We got it. And now we won't go without football, NFL football, and then college football coming up shortly until about February. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we're in it, guys. It's real. It's the season. And last night, think about a pick on the show. I'm undefeated in football season. I have never <laughs> I, I lost was told. Yeah, I, I was told in football line, season. Though. No, no, one and zero. It was nothing. It wasn't hard. No, you were you were nervous. I, you, I was. You I actually were nervous. I was working on the prep last night, getting notes ready, and I already put in there that the bet was dead. So maybe I jinx, jinxed it. Well, I you, like reverse you, jinxed it. You looked dead in the water though. I yeah. was. It was bad. And then you know, Kellen Mond, DTR. Shout out DTR. By the way, which many people said he would never play quarterback or never be a quarterback. He would change his position, and, and he played well last night. I know it's preseason, but still. He looked good. Regardless, it was nice to watch some he football. Very good. It, it really was, uh, just point blank. Zach Wilson, uh, you know, played a little bit. 
He showed his arm talent. He wow, looked like a Zach Wilson. In preseason. Wow. He Can't might be wait. a bowler this year. He might yeah, take it out of here. spot. Yeah, no, they're he... saying after Aaron retires, Zach Wilson's going to be a prodigy. <laughs> Hell no. They better hold. They better hold. Could you imagine they, like, double up? You, like, you get Aaron Rodgers off a of fluke, and then you somehow get a fluke with Zach Wilson actually becoming something, and they actually are set up for years to come. What, what did I say yesterday? We're going to watch Hard Knocks, Aaron Rodgers' downfall, and guess what? Zach Wilson's season right after that. <laughs> Don't do this. We're not doing the, the hype Zach Wilson thing up, oh, all right? Pr- he stinks. Absolutely not. He went crazy. In a, he went, he went good in a preseason cr- game. He went crazy Dude. against, like, Is four that what we stringers. Hype he went crazy against, like, third, four stringers. Hey. And crazy is, like, what? Three for four? I don't even think he threw it for a touchdown. Three for five for 60 yards? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Uh, well, you know what, though? We do got Gab- uh, Gabrielle D. Phillips back, so I wanted to get to what she saw. She's been gone the, what, last two days? Yeah. Um, you were out there down at training camp, and mm-hmm. you kind of did the recap, which is on all our social medias, and it was Dan talking about the defense. Uh, yeah. But what are some things that stuck out to you? How, well, just You can talk about it. Um, first, I want to start off with Drummond because Dan did mention him in the press conference, and we've kind of seen him over camp really progressing, really standing out in his own way and consistently, which is a huge win for the team because they've been harping on that consistency again and again. And Dan Campbell said, look, he's doing everything right. And you guys see it at camp every single day. I don't need to tell you that he's doing everything right, and he is making his way up the depth chart and we saw that at camp once again yesterday another thing that i have to touch on is the relationship that golf has with obviously st brown we're seeing that really light up but also with khalif raymond i mean they practice together in the off season they're together in the off season he was also with um st brown in the off season and seeing their relationships develop um the second year in this in this playbook Mm -hmm. has been fantastic um and i think it's awesome to see how highly khalif raymond speaks of the relationship between golf and saint brown Mm -hmm. Uh, he touched on it in his media session yesterday and just said it's different this year because you see that they're so much on the same wavelength they don't even have to look at each other now they know exactly where they need to be golf knows exactly where saint brown's going to be and then he's there and then some Right. Um, saw a little bit of that shining through in practices this week. I mean, think about that for a second, too, with, with the whole Amon Ross A. Brown stuff. His rookie year doesn't really play until mainly the second half of the year. Him and Jared finally get that rapport more so on the field. Last year was their first full season together, yep. mm-hmm. and it worked out pretty, pretty well for Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, almost 1,200 yards missing two games, you'd expect. And now another year in this offense, another year with Jared Goff. You know, we're, we're expecting a big year out of Amon Ra, and I think you'll get it. Yeah, we, we talked about that yesterday, too, talking about can he get to 1,300, 1,400 yards. Is he going to, like like I said yesterday, I believe he could be a top eight wide receiver statistically in the league this year, and that's just because he's with Ben Johnson a second year. He's with Jared Goff for a second full year. Like, it's going to take, it's going to be that big of a difference. But what Gabby said, the one that we didn't talk about yesterday talking about the receiving core is Khalif Raymond. He's coming back, and I know we talked about ex-receivers yesterday, like a Marvin Jones style, Josh Reynolds, but Khalif Raymond back-to-back years have over 500 yards on this offense. Second leading receiver in this offense last year, he he makes plays. Very like, dependable hands too. Yeah, like yeah. he's consistent. He's just so consistent with Jared Goff, and he has the, the relationship with him, and he's been working out with him all summer. And if we're being honest too, Jamo's been working out with him too. He's flew mm-hmm. out to, to L.A. or Cali, wherever they were. That's another one. Like, these guys have been working together all summer long. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just going to level up from here. That's the same thing with Amon Rise. 
he's going to go from 1,200 yards to 1,400 because he's been working with them all year long already. And you hear a lot of people talk about St. Brown's work ethic independently, but Khalif Raymond also has that. I mean, we waited like 45 minutes to an hour yesterday for him to get off the field after he was done doing independent practice after practice. Um, it's it's not spoken of mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, I, we do talk about it with St. Brown, and he does deserve those flowers, but I have to also give them to Khalif Raymond. And his story getting to this point is also incredibly adverse. And, you know, he, he took a year and went to Asia to, like, connect with his roots and completely step away from football because he wanted to figure out who he was as a man first before returning to football. And I think that speaks volumes to his character and it's those leaders that are really shaping this team they're quiet right they're not loud with their i'm a leader on this team i'm stepping up on this team they're just showing up and doing the work and people will follow and that is a true leader um another individual that's been standing out mims great because loves to hear that denzel hims denzel hims (laughs) yeah definitely so he I think in the beginning was a little bit more rocky, but now that yesterday we saw um, them going through a lot of play motion and really moving the ball yesterday and getting more action, and you saw him being utilized and clicking um, definitely this week more than previous. Man, look at the wide receivers, right? We talk about the worries, you know, about the first six games without Jamison Williams. I mean, even though, you know, last year they had success, but to some extent you, you lost also DJ Chark. So you're missing that. Mims. Dylan Drummond, you know, who knows? I mean, one of these guys, you, you know, you always talk about him in training camp, but the more they build rapport, you might be able to see, you know, what Denzel Mims making an impact right away. What has Brad Holmes done the last couple years in the draft? He's found guys, undrafted free agent guys and late round guys that have come in and stepped up. Khalif Raymond, Amon Ra late in the draft. Denzel Mims, like, or, well, he brings Denzel Mims in. Right. Antoine Green, like, different guys that he's finding. And just with the culture right now, like, all of that is so contagious. Like, I'm in St. Brown getting in practice reps after practice. Everyone sees that. They want to be great. They want to follow him. Mm-hmm. This wide receiver – I'm, I'm convinced this wide receiver room is going to be really good this year. I mean, think about, you know, the wide receiver core just in general. I mean, I'm in St. Brown, fourth-round pick. Khalif Raymond was a special teamer until, yep. you know, Brad Holmes said, you know what, let's sign, let's sign Khalif Raymond. But also he's going to be utilized as a wide receiver. Um, that's credit to the coaching staff too. But Dylan Drummond – which Gabby just talked about, a guy who's undrafted. Now he's he's you know becoming and you know turning more heads in, in in training camp. Like you look at the wide receivers they found; these guys are just plucking. Like you know Denzel Mims, a guy who was labeled a bust in, in New York. Now he gets traded, has a new opportunity in Detroit. Like if you think about it, yeah, the wide receiver depth is pretty impressive. But Booner, it's all from guys that are just like yeah, you know, it, it's just like the struggle. tight end room last year. A- absolutely, you have those three guys; they all make plays. Now it's the same thing with the wide receiver room when. Uh, DJ Chark leaves. Now you have all of these guys, and they're going to be making plays and combining. And you can never, I mean, underestimate or, or overvalue a guy like Amon Ra, who's a number one wide receiver, yep. but you never have to worry about him when he's when he's off the football field. You never have to worry if he's going to be available. You never have to worry if he's working hard. Like that's the things too. Like a lot of people bring up diva wide receiver. Like Amon Ra is the like the complete the antithesis of a diva wide receiver. He's the, the complete. He's the complete opposite. Like okay. and, and that's what makes Amon Ra St. Brown so yeah, great. 
Great word. That was unbelievable. Antithesis? That was like a, Can you that pronounce was a that flannel again? word. You want me to give you the definition? No, dude. <laughs> I, I'm just clearing the air. Can you spell that? Watch, there. Wa watch someone like, hey, by the way, Jeff, you didn't use that correctly. Like someone just slide that in the chat. <laughs> well, um, that's not yesterday. even a word. Regardless, the origin of the word, you, Regardless, <laughs> I'll use it in a sentence. No, regardless, though, it, it's great to see, man. But you know what's crazy, though? Yesterday, something happened on heavyweights. Oh, and I don't know if you guys saw this. Like, this was on a social media, too. I, I don't know what got into the water that Spencer the cool, Raxter. The Kool-Aid. What got into the Kool-Aid? The Kool-Aid that Spencer Raxter and Lucas Klotz were, were drinking. But you guys went AWOL on the heavyweights we yesterday. Here, and here, here you is. go. Check this out. This is Jerichoff. This is after Ben Johnson. Ah. This is Amira St. Brown. Antoine Green. This is them all. The Lions no, are coming for everybody. Brought to you by Swiss Insurance. I'm yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what got into me. <laughs> we, we were having a good day back uh in the studio behind us. And uh, yeah. it just transitioned. We saw Spenny and Easy out there. Uh, we walked through, just had to share the energy with everybody. The, the people were the people were, were, were with Face, you guys. Facebook had some words. Yeah. First of all, Spenny, Spenny, I don't, I'll never mess with Spenny. That him, just, this, like, this, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, man. You know, what, you know what's funny, Boot? Like, at the end of that, Lucas just kind of slides in, brought to you by Swiss Insurance. <laughs> like, you actually have like, a sponsor. <laughs> okay, you know they, what? They need to, Dan Campbell needs to play that for the team. Like, <laughs> yeah, like pre-game, yeah. every single have game, play this. Have me and Spenny lead him out of the tunnel. This is what you guys need to be. Yeah, imagine, imagine Dick Campbell's like, you know who you're playing for? <laughs> These guys are who you're playing for. The fans. These are the men who have been starved their whole lives. <laughs> That's who's up there. Uh, Matt says, what you see at a Detroit, uh, a Detroit strip club. Well, uh, well, well what kind of strip club? Better than a Toledo strip club. Oh jeez, I don't like that. I don't, yeah, don't, don't want to know what's in the Toledo You don't want to. That's, that's uh, a place Ryan, that you should never go to. Ryan's reactions. He says, hold up. I'm going to go back and rewatch that again. BRB. <laughs> uh, Big Apache says that good old Dispo pack on display. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, uh, BigCon right Fifty One. I hope uh, McAfee shows that. Uh, Ra uh, Rack says that segment was so good, I was cracking up. Um, <laughs> Super Juggernaut, the Swiss Insurance at the end had me. Uh, again, in Lucian, he's adding in too. He says Sam would be shifting eyes uh, every which way. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, Sam would probably. Yeah, <laughs> no, no words spoken, just pure fear uh, on his eyes. Justin O says, "How much cocaine was consumed, brothers? No cocaine was consumed. Just that's a just lot of blue Kool-Aid, Honolulu Kool-Aid. You know it's crazy. They're sober, but that—that's still what happened. Yeah. And they're and they're sober. Just uh, wait till uh, Victory Mondays. Fun uh, funky uh, Lions fan, yeah, my guy says someone closed the trailer park. <laughs> 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 that's messed up. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you where to go, Lucas. That's SMA because yeah. the sports marketing agency helps spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse. Their new podcast, this is the S word, uh, helps fight the stigma. If you or someone you know is struggling, head to thesportsma.com for more information.
Gabby is a college student struggling to study for her big exam. Then she discovered Cintron, a healthy way for her to stay awake and focus. Jennifer frequently has chaotic days like this until she gets online, orders some Cintron, and finds her groove. April visited her local grocery store, purchased a case of Cintron, and entered to win the Cintron 100K Vegas giveaway. Pick up your case of Cintron today at any Meyer location or visit drinkcintron.com slash Vegas and enter for the 100K Vegas giveaway. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back, everybody, to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget, hit the like button, show support, or subscribe if you haven't already, because if you haven't subscribed, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. Uh, let's get to 46,000 subscribers. If you can't watch live on YouTube, you can always go back, re-listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any platform you listen to podcasts. Leave a five-star review for my guy Booner. Five-star, please, time. He's for crushing me. It. He, Please he, just give me a five star. He's got the Lions hoodie on. He's got the Pistons Please. hat on. He's, he's he just wants a five star. If you don't, you, if you five star, we're going to win the NFC North. Yeah, that that is factual. That is a fact. You can't confirm or deny it. I but can confirm. That is a you fact. can. Okay. He, he's, yes. he's plugged in. He's plugged in. Okay. You know the ins and outs around the city. Remember we were all back yesterday throwing the ball around and he was on the phone for like 15 minutes. Brad Holmes. Oh. He's okay. on the phone with I, Brad. I do. I have had a couple phone calls with Brad Holmes. I do sometimes I get Dan Campbell his coffee in the morning. Now, by the way, and I want to address this too. You know, Spenny, he was a little upset yesterday. We did him a he little was. dirty. Because, uh, uh, you know, and I saw this comment too, and I forgot who said it. I think it was Blade who actually said it. Oh, Blade, did Jeff uh, see Neil talking, uh, you know, ish about him yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it was just a normal Thursday. You know, I love I love Neil Rule, but whenever he, uh, you know, likes to poke fun at me, I just kind of, you know, it is what it is. I love Neil to death, but uh, it, that kind of comes with it, you know. I, I want to know as well, too. Like, uh, according to Big D Energy, I'm Hollywood, I'm high maintenance, uh, maybe a little bit of a douchebag. You know, Facts. It, it is what Facts. it is. Yeah, hey. <laughs> well, all of those are true. I, I, check, check, check. I, no, I can't. I, listen, I can't change the narrative. Just keep doing my thing. Be who I am. And let Neil have fun with it, you there know? You go. And, but, but they do talk about the, the subs at the night. Spenny did get a sub from me. Yes, Spenny did get a sub. I, I know yesterday the heavyweights kind of brought it up. Uh, it, well, Spenny did because he saw us walk in. And to be fair, 
the first time was fine. We got lunch, you know. They we, were on we, the show. They were on the show. That second time was was bad. All right, that was our fault, Benny. That was egregious. We forgot to ask Benny. He was on the show. We didn't even think about it. So that's Self, our bad. Selflessly, I gave up half of my sub, and then I don't get this from not eating my subs, and I gave half of it to Spenny. So that was you're a real one, Gunner, for that. Thank you. Uh, so expect Big D or heavyweights to talk more about it today. Just giving <laughs> you guys a heads up on that. More important news though, season tickets are sold out for the oh, first yeah. time in Ford Field history. Yes, sir. What does this mean? You know what this tells me? Lions fans are stoked. Oh, not yeah. scared. So is Kirby. Stop, Do you hear me? I got the video. Stop, not scared. Kirby. Yeah, Stop, yeah. This scared. is uh, Kirby Stop, Joseph reacting to uh, Ford Field. All the season tickets being sold out. Hey, y'all come out there, man. We out to Detroit Lions every Sunday, Thursday, Monday, man. We out there, man. Come watch us. I appreciate the fans. One pride, one love. Can't wait to see y'all. You know what I'm saying? That means everything, by the way, my bad. I say. <laughs> Shout man, out Kirby. I know I love Shout him. Shout out Kirby. Kirby. Good go, man. Dude, he, he brings like high energy guy. I know Gabby, like the more you're around him too, Gabby, mm -hmm. I'm sure it just it it you can feel it when you're oh, around yeah. Kirby Joseph. He's ready. He's ready in those media sessions. And I have to say that everyone like the first question everyone was asking in the media as soon as we were able to speak to players afterwards was, Did you hear? Did you hear? And everyone's reactions are like genuine, like shock and pure joy and excitement over the fact that the season tickets are sold out for the first time in Ford Field history and like they can't believe it I mean Khalif Raymond we talked about him when he found out he was like really like you're kidding because mm -hmm. you know he's run with the team and he's seen this progression from for this tap and for the first time is so monumental and like yes the news comes out and it's fantastic and everyone's excited but then you see the reactions of these players because they realize that like this is their time to give this fan base what they've been wanting for years you see how much that means to them that they're going to be a part of that you know what's crazy too to think about it like ford field opened up in 2002 a lot of these guys, like Kirby Joseph, was a baby. Yeah. I was as well. Like the, it's crazy because you think about the last time the Lions were, you know, making the playoffs, but not just that, winning a playoff game, winning their division. It's it's a before a lot of these players right now currently on the Lions were even born yet. So yeah. the fact that Kirby hears stuff like that, he's probably like, what the hell? And maybe what he remembers now of the Detroit Lions won't be what others remember because again he uh wasn't that old when when the lions are going through what they went through so hopefully this could be a new era of lions football and Booner. i mean they sold out season tickets but i, I just want to give you a scenario real quick okay i know Fl flannel saying we miss you but come week one say the detroit lions thursday night football national tv beat the kansas city chiefs week two versus seattle seahawks ford field's already sold out right Think about what downtown, what the city of Detroit's going to be like Dude. when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs and they're sitting there 1-0, just beat the Super Bowl champions, and the city is just absolutely buzzing. We're doing pregame shows. We're doing different things. Like the whole city, the whole Detroit Lions fan base is going to be drinking Kool-Aid. They're going to literally be Spencer and Spencer and Lucas that next Sunday. Like just just the put that in perspective. That like, yeah, we haven't even started the season yet and season tickets are sold out. Think right. about when... We beat the Kansas City Chiefs. We go and beat the Seahawks. Like four, four and one, four and zero, oh, five and zero. Oh. Like 
the city is going to explode and the Detroit like think we have not seen the Detroit Lions like this in my lifetime yeah right like this is like inject all of the Kool-Aid in my veins well imagine I'm all in for all of this you you said when we beat the Kansas City Chiefs we will when we beat the Seattle Seahawks yes. well I'll give you a scenario I my and this is why I had the Kansas City game that that road game to open up the season as one of my most important games because Booner and I want your thoughts on this if they win that Kansas City game not saying week one dictates the entire season but the confidence it'll give the Detroit Lions the players we talk about the you know the amount of youth that's on this team currently they're going to be dependent on some more rookies but guys like Kirby you know guys like now Jack Campbell Aiden you go out there and you stick it to the Chiefs you stick it to the Super Bowl champs I'm telling you and and even if it you know who cares if it's close who cares if it's a blowout you win just point blank what will that do because now you go home people are going to be it's already going to be sold out it's going to be standing room only but now what does that do for the fan base i'm telling you that show that friday show when they beat them not if because i i I think the lions have just as good of a shot to beat them as any you know uh one of the better teams people that are giving the lions a chance i think they can't i think they have enough to beat them uh but it's gonna be tough it's still patrick Mahomes and andy Reid. yeah i mean it just and it gives these guys confidence too like last year you start one and six this year you go in and beat the kansas city chiefs super bowl champs and, and you prove that you can be on that level. All the talk this year is, oh, can you contend? Can you contend? Mm-hmm. And Dan Campbell tells the guys, like, hey, take a step back here. Let's let's not the players. Let's not think about that. But if you do beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road at Arrowhead with one of the best quarterbacks of all time, the best player in the league right now, things change. Like you, you instantly right there, you be t- you become a contender. Every single home game is going to be ex- like just over the top downtown there's going to be people filling in downtown the seahawks game you know these monday night football games you're going to start getting pushed into other monday night football games the whole season and and that is why jeff i'm with you week one is one of the most important games if you can show the league they put you in prime time for a reason if you can show the league that you can compete with the kansas city chiefs that week everything changes for the whole season you're going to start getting more prime time games again added on it pumps me up. <laughs> Booner sipping some of that Kool-Aid. I'm not taking my shirt off, but I'm ready. <laughs> but yeah, you, you don't have to do that. Thank okay, you, Booner. Thank you. I, I, I don't, don't want to show it. I don't want to show it. No, it's okay. You, you got your lion sweatshirt on. It's all right. What do you think, Lucas? Uh, that, that week one game. Listen, don't get me wrong. Every inch, every millimeter in my body wants the Detroit Lions to win. I think they easily can if they perform to their abilities just because of how dominant they will be on the ground, in my opinion, that game. But if we think the pressure's hot on the Lions right now going into Kansas City Week 1, imagine what the pressure on the Lions is going to be if they go into Kansas City Week 1, beat the Chiefs, and now they're at home against the Seahawks. So that raises my concern where I think, just me personally, not that the Kansas City game doesn't matter, but I think Seattle at home Week 2 is probably one of the most important games of the season. So if you beat Kansas City and then you kind of crap the bet against Seattle, it's going to make me very wishy-washy. But I just think if the Lions win... Now you got all the noise, you got all the light on you. People are going to instantly be booking you in the Super Bowl because you just beat the Kansas City Chiefs week one. Mm-hmm. So that's going to put a lot of pressure. We're going to really see what Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, and the rest of this team can do under pressure. And that's what that's what you want to see before they get in the playoffs. You don't want them to get in the playoffs wild card week, week one or round one. Well, that's think- the first time they're really feeling pressure like that. You know what I mean? So it's a good thing, but it also could be a bad thing. I think it could it could change the narrative, and not that the narrative's already shifted, but help the case for different guys. For example, Aaron Glenn. Yep. That defense looks... And that would... Oh, oh dude. That, that de- would... 
keep Aaron Glenn safe for the season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That defense looks stout week one. You, you do good against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. That offense, of course, you're going to get some bonus points to Aaron Glenn. Dan Campbell, you go on the road, you beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs. He gets praise because, Dan, what's one of his biggest, the biggest weaknesses? How they start the season. Yep. One and six last year, and I believe the first year, they were like 0-8, 0-9, yep. weren't they, before they won a game. So this would mean a lot for a lot of different people. Jared Goff. I mean, this is the first time, you know, he's played, if I'm not mistaken, Mahomes since that shootout on Monday Night uh, Football. And I'm not 100% certain, yeah, but I think so. I think what it, it would mean if he goes in and takes down Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of different game, a lot of different guys that are going to be able to gain from if, this. When they do beat the Kansas City Chiefs, Jeff, does that change your, your ceiling? I know, I mean, you've had this argument about his ceiling well, uh, yeah. for about a month now. Yeah, yeah okay. I don't know if I want to bring it up to the No, I don't no, no, it's fine. Here. And I'll, I'll bring it up. So me and you are a, little, are a little different. You believe if the Lions, everything's clicking in all cylinders, they can make it to the NFC Championship game. Yes. That's what you believe. I'm a little hesitant to say that because I think they're a third, fourth best team in the NFC. So I'm, I have to see the matchups in the postseason but I don't think – I'm not confident they're better than the 49ers or the Eagles. That's where I struggle. And I do think it's a toss-up with the Cowboys, with the Seahawks. Like, I'm a little – So do you think – like, uh, realistic, we talked about this in the back. Right. And this is a good conversation with the Chiefs, too, because if they beat the Chiefs, they show they can beat anyone. Yep. Right? Correct? On the road. So say they win 12 games this year. Get the two seed. Right. They go into the divisional round, win the first round, go to the divisional round. They're playing the Cowboys – at home or on the See, uh, at home, you don't think that the Detroit Lions could beat the Dallas Cowboys? I do think. So then you think will. they can? Get, that's where I. We will get started on this because we. No, I do think they they can, but I, I I think it'd be drinking the Kool Aid if you say yeah they will. That's easy work. Like that that's drinking the Kool Aid. The Dallas Cowboys are. I mean Dak Prescott. I'm gonna make fun of him all day every day. Um, because, again, I think he's overrated. But you can't sit here and act like the Cowboys are bums. Like, that, that's a good team. No, they're they're and not they came, bums, but I and, think and they can beat them in a divisional round I, game. I agree. I think they, they can beat them. If they get them. lined up like that. I think they can beat them, too. I can't. I, I do. But we'll see. We have to see how things shake up. they beat the up. Chiefs, they can beat the Niners, too. Here's okay. the thing, though. Here's my, my kind of viewpoint. Come on! Booner's drinking cool. He's, he's drinking that cool. I, I love you. it, though. I love it. I feel like the ceiling wouldn't change because the ceiling would be the exact same. You know what I mean? Maybe the expectations would heighten. But I feel like the ceiling, no matter what, stays at the same spot the whole season. I think it would be hard, unless you want to say, like, when J-Mo comes back, now the ceiling's elevated because you have a speedster out there. But I think just the Detroit Lions ceiling would stay the same. I think everyone in the world thinks there's a chance, there's a chance that they beat the Chiefs. So I think people think they have a high ceiling, but they're kind of banking on that floor. So I think expectations would raise, ceiling would not. And, and I think also the Lions will be able to show me how they match up against the Cowboys because they travel to Dallas uh, to what the two games before show the end of the us. season. Yeah. So at least I'll get a little sample size there. Uh, but again, you get Rain Dakota or Dakota Rain in the playoffs. Oh, trust That's me, I'm hey, hammering hey, the Detroit would Lions. I, would I take the what I rather have the the Cowboys over the 49ers and Eagles? Hell yeah. Dak Prescott, absolutely. So I'd we shall see. I'd probably rather have the Cowboys than like the Vikings or Packers, to be honest. Hey, I agree. They somehow sneak in there. Give me Dak all day. I I, I know for you a want Dak and the Cowboys over Jordan Love and the Packers. Yep. All right, let's go Every to break here. Every kidding. day of the week. <laughs> Man, it's that's Joe enough on the <laughs> I, Well, I'll say I'd rather give me Jordan Love. Give me Jordan Love. I don't sleep on Jordan. That Love. would no, be. We're well, sleeping on Jordan Love, but I'm completely. I'm. Not. I'm Lucid dreaming with Dak Prescott. I'm not sleeping on Jordan Love. Yeah, I, I, I'll take. I'm, I'm, that's, he's Desmond Ritter. He's a copy and clone of Desmond Ritter. I'll wait to see it with the Packers quarterback. I'm just going to wait and see. I do not want. To, no. All right. We, well, we shall see a lot of things uh, still to see. But you know what else you can see if you go to Lady Jane's? A nice haircut. Yes, oh, and yeah, that is boo. that is me. 
I'm the ad man now. Look beautiful, Booner. Yes, and walk into Lady Jane's today. <laughs> yes. Look, I got my hat, but I still have beautiful hair from Lady Jane's. Walk into Lady Jane's today for an award-winning haircut experience and automatically enter for your chance to win not one, but two vehicles of your two. choice. Courtesy of Les Stanford, Les Buick, Stanford. GMC of Ferndale. That's right, two cars, one for you, one for your wife, girlfriend, best bud, booner, whoever you want. <laughs> Lady Jane's open seven days a week. Walk in any time. It is wicked awesome. The sports marketing agency would not be who we are without great community partners like Higuera Health and Carol Zaniga. It's an awesome opportunity to partner with your organization. Higuera Health is a, a comprehensive behavioral health organization. We serve children through older adults with mental health, substance use, and uh, developmental disabilities across Western Wayne counties and really excited to now be in Downriver communities as well. Give us a call at 734-458. 4601. You have an opinion? Make sure it's seen and heard. Corner, jumper, Tweet us, hop on the YouTube chat, slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Think you can... Play some golf. How about being a professional athlete? Not me. I'm not a professional athlete, but it is the Woodward Sports Thursday Night Golf League live at Five, five Iron Golf presented by Mark White and Associates. Spanning 12 consecutive weeks featuring some famous courses from around the world. Played on the state-of-the-art Trackman simulators. In Five, five Iron Golf's 25,000 square foot facility, downtown Detroit. Downtown, you can watch the Lions and then go play some golf. That would be awesome. Can you beat Darren McCarty on hole number 12 at Augusta National? Yes, I can. Can you beat, or what about outperforming Braylon Edwards in hole number 8 at Pebble Beach? Do you Ooh. have what it takes, 5-iron golf? Check it out. <laughs> I love you, Great job, Booter. I love you, man. Welcome back. I'm, I'm getting good at these ad reads things, man. Hey, I'm going to have to challenge D-Mac and Braylon in some yeah. golf now. Yeah, why not? They don't want to mess with Booner, though. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't, they don't. Uh, welcome back, everybody. The Morning Over Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. It's time to get into the second edition of our little uh, betting segment we have for the Detroit Lions. We tried it out yesterday. We did some over-unders on offense. Booner cooked up some some defensive uh, some, some lines here, betting on lines. And, and I want to get to them and get everybody's reaction. And, and feel free to play along also in the chat. But, Lucas, you got him? Oh, yeah, All we right. do. So we're back. Yesterday we did Can't offense. Play. Now we're pretty much doing Aiden Hutchinson and a little bit more. We'll do we'll do another we'll do a rookie that will be there. But first, the first line that we have: Aiden Hutchinson, over or under 
nine and a half sack or nine point seven five sacks. What is it? What is that? Yeah, that's no, it's, it's because last year I'm pretty sure he didn't have nine and a oh, half. Oh yeah, he, so over and nine, so nine and a half you lose. So, ten or ten or above. So oh, Aiden Hutchinson over under nine point seven five. Smart brands. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't go over, he regresses. So give yep. me the over. Give me double digit sacks for Aiden Hutchinson. Hammer the over. I'm 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 hammering it. I, I should get a hammer in here for for a hammer really play. Should. I'm hammering that over. I you should be nowhere near a hammer. No, like a a, a mallet, like a, a like rubber a, hammer. Like a judge. Yes. Okay. Whatever judge those Booner? are called, the javelin. Those are gavels. Yes, gavel, not gavel. Is, is JB's uh, camera well, working? I've been trying, though. It still isn't. It's blacked out. JB, give yeah, us a, get, give us a voice. Let's get a picture of JB. So give us up. a voice, JB. What do you think? Over or under? 9.75 sacks? Oh, over. This is an easy over. He'll probably end with at least, what, 12? I think 12, 13. Yeah, that, that's I think, think 12 is the floor. I, I set my number. I have a number in my head here for Aiden Hutchinson. I think it's going to be... Really big. Okay. Booner. Booner, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Are we going to talk about the defensive player of the year odds here? Yeah, well, hold on. We let's, will, let's, we will. One thing yeah, at a time. I, just know, I didn't want to go ahead because that's why where I was giving my prediction. We'll I didn't go all go around. Ahead. Gabby, Aiden okay. Hutchinson. Uh, the number is over, over. under 9.5. Over. Okay. See, that's easy money. Hammer. Yeah, he looks so solid. Taylor Decker said he looks bigger. Like he's like stronger. He got, he got, which he ever, last year he was jacked. So I don't know. You know what I'm going to say? I think he's standing taller this year. He's in his second year. His confidence is built. He looks bigger because his confidence. Could he be bigger? Yes. But I'm I'm saying he he's bigger because of his confidence and because mm -hmm. he's walking into this season with like ease, but the, ready to work. And the game, dude, it's slowing down for him. Like he he's getting stronger. Yeah, the game's sure. slowing down, dude. Like now, like Taylor used the word relentless when describing Aiden uh, in an interview. Great interview with Tim Twenty One, by the way. He does great work. Uh, but again, relentless meaning, you know, to some, to, to sometimes his detriment. Aiden kind of gets a little, you know, he, he goes 115 miles per hour and, and sometimes forgets to slow down. And, high motor and, guy. Yeah, he high is. motor guy, but, you know, he's with technique too, though. And, and one thing, too, with it, I don't know if anyone remembers the interview that he had. I believe it was at the end of the season or leading into that, that Monday or Sunday night football game before with the Packers to where he, he talked about how excited he was going into this offseason because he's already he's been a, he's a rookie he felt what it's like to be in the NFL right. now he has a full off season he knows what to attack he knows what he needs to work on he knows the build he needs and he's just taken this whole off season after playing in the NFL for a year and he's just ran with it and i think that's just like like Gabby said the confidence of it the confidence the getting in the weight room just working on different techniques it's going to take him to that next level he had a feel for the game last year now it's like all right we've worked on this Let's see what we can do year two. And I think that confidence is, it's it's right up there. And I do have some, when we get to the next one, I, well, I have some things for it. Okay, because <laughs> speaking of, uh, we, uh, speaking of blue Kool-Aid, yeah, Lucas, what do we got for the next all one? All right, so the next one, let me get it all ready here. Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, jeez, this one. Mo, well, this, so this is kind of hard to read for you guys. I'll read it out. Audience should be able to see it well. But right now, to lead the NFL in sacks, he is plus 2,500. So if you look at it, I know it's hard for you guys to see, but he is behind Aaron Donald and in front of Brian Burns, and he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth, ninth on the list. So right now it looks like he's tied for either the sixth or seventh best odds. Wow. With Aaron Donald. Oh wait, am I reading that wrong? 
I can't tell. No, I think he's tied with Aaron Donald. But, so Aiden Hutchinson, plus 2,500 to lead the NFL in sacks. You All guys right. taking that? No, hold on. Or are you I, running? Let me, let me kind of calm everything down before Booner goes, okay? Yeah, please do. I think Aiden is going to, you know, have a great year. I think he can get 12 sure. to 14 sacks. I think that's the, the gradual thing you see with, with young rookies. You want him to go, like, nah, I don't know, J.J. Watt, you, you want to bring him up. I mean, he went from, like, five and a half to, what, 20 sacks. If that's your measuring stick, cool. I'll take 13, 14. I think that'd be a great year by Aiden. You have to take into consideration, too, there's a little more talent on this defensive line. Guys are coming back. You expect Pascal to get better. Houston, if he starts turning into the player we think he can be, especially the coaching staff thinks he can be, I don't know if Aiden's going to walk out there and get 20, 22 sacks, 20 sacks, Booner, but take it away. I'm not saying 20 sacks. I'm not going to say 22 sacks, nothing like that. This is what, when I did my research, I dove really far into a encyclopedia book whatever those things are called i dove deep into one just let me bring up a couple players for you here all pro guys legit edge rushers in the league from year one to year two and shout out to the heavyweights they kind of made put this me in the mindset of this because they brought up the jj watt and if no one knew this aiden hutchinson spoke with jj watt this offseason had sit downs with him conversations hey what do i need to do to make this this transition from year one to year two to have that jump you had because right. that five and a half to twenty and a half is insane and he won Defensive Player of the Year his second year. So he just listen to these year one to year two stats. Miles Garrett, 7 to 13 and a half. TJ Watt, 7 to 13. Nick Bosa, 9 to 15 and a half Pro Bowl. And in Nick Bosa's second year, he only played two games. So just take yeah, that yeah, out. So yeah, yeah. from one to three. JJ Watt, 5 and a half to 20 and a half, two Defensive Player of the Year. Now I'm not sitting here and saying Aiden Hutchinson is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to lead the league in sacks. What I am saying though, is this is the year that we're going to see what Aiden Hutchinson is all about. Like, is he that elite pass rusher that we, we drafted last year in number two overall? Is he going to go from nine and a half to 15? Because if he does that, then we know we have a dude on that defensive line. If he just stays at the same, he's not in the same conversation as any of these dudes. Me, personally, I put all the Kool-Aid in my veins. I'm, all, I'm loaded up with blue Kool-Aid right now. I am saying that he's going to go from 9.5 to at least 15 sacks this year. He will be top five in sacks in the NFL this year, and, and he is going wow. to be pro bowler, potential all-pro player, if you really want to break that down, depending on – because, like, think about J.J. Watt, too. What did he do? He had interceptions. He had uh, pass deflections. He had tackles for a loss. If Aiden Hutchinson jumps all of those stats as well like he did last year – He's going to be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year, boys. Boner's drinking that Kool-Aid, and, and, and that okay. is all Boner's facts. Boner's dipping into that Kool-Aid. That is all facts. I did not present anything that was not a fact. No, no, If he no, does that, no, no, he no, takes no. that jump Here's, like J.J. Watt, yes, like Miles yeah. Garrett, T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, uh -huh. we have a dog on our hands. No, we have a dog, I think. All, I'm with you. We have a dog already. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> thank this is why I love Boner, man. I, I love this man so much. But I love the arguments you made. It's cute. It's awesome. Right, J.J. Watt. You brought up some of the premier edge rushers in the NFL, but the question is, like, we—I think Aiden can get 13, 14 sacks, and we're all like, "Yeah, great, he's still that dude." Like, I, I don't think it should be like he's got to get to 16, 17 to be. I, I see people in the chat already going deep. Well, of course, defensive player of the Lions year. fans. Let's go, boys! Hey, give me a Lions fans, uh, JB, because Lions fans. Sheila Lions believes it. Fans. Th thank you, Sheila. Lions fans are excited, she and rightfully so. But Aiden, I don't know. And, and Lucas, I want you chiming in on this. Just so I know I'm not crazy. I don't know if I look at Aiden yet in that tier. Like, Miles Garrett was, like, one of the better prospects uh, of... Dude, Miles Garrett is, is a beast and still is. Yeah, no, no Aiden, Aiden, I think, can be 
you know, maybe a career around the range of like a 14 to 16. I don't know if Aiden's that dude that can get 20, 22 and a half sacks. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully he proves me wrong. You are. But like you're you're making a comparison to JJ <laughs> Watt, who's listen, undoubtedly JJ Watt's a Hall of Famer. JJ no, 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 Watt no. is a Hall of Famer. You're taking this out of context. First of all, he will Aiden Hutchinson will be a Hall of Famer. You're taking this out of context though. I'm not saying he is that yet. I'm saying he needs to go out there and show us that he can be that this year. But he can he show it. He needs to take that step. So if he gets like all these guys if, did. If he gets 13, 14, you happy? Yes, because he took that step. That's, I think he will get 15, but we look at all the star star pass rushers in the league. They all took that step from year one to year two. Yeah, dude. Name me a pass rusher that took a degrad. And then there might be some no. that took a step back. Yeah. But this is the year, like this is the biggest year of his career. And I know it's only year two. But if you look at the stars in this league, they all took that step. He needs to take that yes, step yes. for us to be like, he's a dog. He no, would be an all pro no, player. Dude, Booner, my argument is. I think Jeff's saying that we've already seen that Aiden can be that. Yeah, oh, okay. he, he yeah, can fair. be that. And now I don't have to see him get. And I think, Lucas, you understand what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying he has to go get 18 sacks from me to be like, he's a dog. Like, He's a dog already. I, agree. I just don't know if he's JJ Watt, quite frankly. I'm just, I'm just saying, people like, know this year if we dog. got that guy. Like, got that level of a guy. I think Aiden might hit those those career highs, the, the ones where you look at and go, damn, he got 18 sacks. Like, maybe a couple years down the line. I don't know if second year he'll, he'll do a J.J. Watt type of jump. Like, that, J.J. Watt is one of the greatest defensive players, like, of this generation. And that jump is the greatest I'm, I'm sorry jump we've ever seen that. out of a second-year player. That's too. all I'm saying, Booter. I'm not guess, saying he can't. You're yeah. just drawing comparisons to say, like, look, the elite pass rushers through the yeah. past couple of years, when their second year, they take a big jump. And I agree with you that Hutch is absolutely going to do that. Now, to the J.J. Watt level, no. But, Jeff, I see what you're saying. But to the Miles Garrett, like that prospect comment, I, I think Aiden Hutchinson, yeah, he might not be as athletic as Miles Garrett, but the man was drafted number two overall for a reason. And it's just where Nick Bosa was drafted, number two overall for a reason. He has all the ability that you could ever want, and he has all the potential to be a Hall of Fame type of defensive end. So I don't think, as far as a prospect, he's lacking anything anymore, especially what? with... He's very quick in both in the run game and the pass game. He, he affects it. So it's not like one of those things where he's strictly a pass rusher. Now that could be one of those things why it takes him a little bit longer to go from 15 to 18. Like why we won't right. see that jump just because he is more heavily involved in the run game. So we probably will get a little gas. Now is Aiden Hutchinson probably going to be on the field most of the time? Yes. But he's going to be worn down a little bit. I think as his career goes on, that's when you start learning techniques, learning those veteran savvy moves. That's how you start getting those 17, 18, 19, got hopefully 20 sack season, which he is very capable of. Right. But again, I want to see it. He has all the potential. I think he, I think he goes 14, 15 sacks this year. So, Booner, I don't think you're that far off. Well, and the thing is, is why else would he? I just went and, and took me five minutes to find five guys that had that year two step, like year mm -hmm. two progression. Why else would he be reaching out to JJ Watt? knowing like he knows he wants to take that step of course like he is ready to take that's why it gives me that much more confidence that i know that he is in his head he's like i'm taking that step year two maybe not jj watt to 20 and a half i'm gonna get as close as i can to it i'm gonna do everything i can for this team to go win and, and we're gonna get as close as we can to it why else would he reach out to the man no, I, he wants to do it <laughs> Booter, how does that not pump no, you up Booter, it pumps me up but just because you reach out to somebody, I mean, I can reach out to Colin Cowherd. Doesn't mean I'm going to get on his level. I, no, I agree. You, I want to. I really to. want to, guys. But it doesn't always guarantee that. That's my point. Okay. You, you I, can reach out to JJ. I'm not I giving guarantees. It. I'm not handing out right. guarantees here. I'm but not saying take that hold bet on. for him to win this. I'm saying I want him to get 15. I want to see him take that step like all these Pro Bowl guys, to, all pro guys. To your point, though, 
as a number two overall pick, and we all agree, he has to take a jump. Now, if that's 13, 14, 15, whatever the hell it is, you got to get at least four yeah. sacks better. Because, again, you, you brought it up. It's a great point. A lot of other DNs that were drafted top five, uh, they, they get you know that type of you know progression through their second and third year. So we shall see. We shall see about that. Uh, we didn't get to get to the other lines, though. No, no, no. Do you want to Maybe. do it now? You want to come back from break with it? Yeah, let's do it. That's on me. Because the Aiden Hutchinson. That's on me. It's all good, man. I, I wrote a you. monologue I, this I love morning. you, Booner. Well, guess what, though? Speaking of uh, amazing defense, <laughs> let me tell you about Guardian Alarm real quick. Customized solutions. Real experts. They got 24-7 professional monitoring. Uh, they got technology backed by people as well. All you got to do is call 1-800-STAY-OUT today for more information. Tell them your friends at Woolworth Sports sent you. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for just $10 a month and get moving in our clean and spacious clubs. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for just $10 a month. Join today at any of the 50 plus Detroit area locations. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Morning Woodward Show here at WoodwardSports.com. Thanks so much for tuning in this morning. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening via podcast, download and leave a five-star review. And follow us on all social media at Woodward Sports. And then tune in. We have a great setup of shows for you today to get you into your weekend at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. is Big D Energy. From 2 to 4 is Armani and Edwards with Maz. And 5 to 7 is the Woodward Heavyweights. I love this comment too. Oh God, you knew it was coming, because Which I one? didn't. Because I didn't say Aiden Hutchinson could break the sack record. Uh, apparently, I hate Michigan, uh, according well, to Mason. Do. Jeff is a Michigan. Jeff leader. hates Michigan, so he naturally hates Aiden. But Mason, if you watch the hate, show hate, when hate, Aiden hate, was hate. drafted, I advocated for Aiden at two. That was the guy. Like people brought up Kayvon. I'm like, uh, Kayvon's intriguing, but Aiden makes the most sense. Yeah, but I hate him. Don't forget, you, you I are hate a Michigan him. Just, hater. Just making sure I clarify that I uh, hate Michigan. Apparently, they did take my hair though. But I don't have yeah. a I don't have a and grudge against him. You, you I, I were apologize. a sad man after the, that day, Jeff. That's like when I first started. Are we still uh, here, Brett Austin? What is Jeff even arguing right bucks, now? Baby, question. We did it. Let, let, hold on, let me read Halfway. this. Hold on. Uh, he's uh, let's, uh, Brett Austin says, "What is Jeff even arguing right now?" It's kind of annoying. Well, Brett, if you're listening, <laughs> remember God gave you two ears and one mouth. You got to listen. We're talking about Aiden Hutchinson. Booner believes and says, hey, for a number two overall draft pick, he's going to have or could have, or we should expect him to have, a jump to 15, 16, 17 sacks, have that type of season, right? I'm just saying slow the roll. He doesn't have to do that for me to still believe he had a successful sophomore year. That's what we're arguing, Brett. You're welcome for that. I don't charge. By the way, that was free. Uh, we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to this charge. next one here. Uh, now, go through the other props, and we'll react to them. All righty. So, next one up. Aiden Hutchinson, this is the last Hutch one. He's currently 
plus 3,000. And I'll pull up the graphic of where it's kind of lined up with everybody else. But to win Defensive Player of the Year. And these Ooh. are the names that he's kind of around. So number one, leading is Micah Parsons. Two, Miles Garrett. Three, TJ Watt. Four, Nick Bosa. Five, Sauce. Six, Max Crosby. Seven, Aaron Donald. Eight, Chris Jones. Nine, Brian Burns. Ten, Hassan Reddick. And 11 is Aiden Hutchinson. And he is tied with Brian Burns, and he is only my, only plus 500 more than Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. So, looking at that, we just talked about plus 2,500 for him to lead the NFL in sacks. Are you taking plus 3,000 for Aiden Hutchinson Dude. to win Defensive Player of the Year? Can we just say this, though? It, it is awesome just to have Aiden, like, top 10 in these lists. Like, that—that that is great. The for, fact for that odds. he's there. Like, that, yeah, facts. Like, the, the fact that he's there, he's tied with Aaron Donald for leading the league in sacks. Like, all that stuff's great. But Defensive Player of the Year, Booner, I'll let you take this one. You I, could kind of set the tone here. What do you think? I already, I already gave my monologue on it all, so I'm— <laughs> Just I'm give like, an answer. What do you think? No. Okay. But well, there you go. Real quick, if you were going to take sacks, just take Defensive Player of the Year. If he leads the league in sacks— most likely, he probably wins Defensive Player of the Year if the Lions are winning. So, Yeah, I, I'm going to say no. Uh, I, I still, again, guys, it, just because he won't win Defensive Player of the Year, it means you're hating. I am not. I think Aiden's going to have a great year. I just don't know if he's in that you know, Defensive Player of the Year realm yet. I think he's got a little more time to go. What about you, Lucas? Yeah, I'm not going to put it there yet. I think maybe in a couple years, I think Chris Jones, if he gets a bag, he has a chance. I think he's going to be a, another wrecking force again. I think Sauce has a really good chance because there's a lot of hype around him, too. It's not like cornerbacks. They don't win it much, but we saw Stephon Gilmore win it. He's a man-to-man corner just like Sauce is. Um, and outside of that, I think you got the TJ Watt, honestly. Now I'm thinking about it more. I think he's going to have a huge comeback here. I think that's who's going to win defensive player of the year. But, yeah, I'm not saying Hutches. Not yet. Uh, Gabby, any chance? You, I mean, I, I kind of know what you're going to say, but Aiden to win defensive player of the year. He has so much time. Like, we don't need to rush him. Let him progress. Let's see improvement this next year. Let's set realistic expectations. Assess where he's at in year two. You saw his growth over year one. Let's assess where he's at in year two. I think it is a little bit early to put him in that category for defensive player of the year. The voice of JB. Uh, because we don't. We just got the voice. JB, what do you think? You throwing any money on it? You've thrown some money on the Lions this year. I, I've thrown a lot of money on Lions this year. So, Dark Horse, yeah, maybe. I'll throw five bucks on it. But other than that. Let's go, JB. There you I, go. Other than that, this this isn't. he's not winning this. I'm sorry. And I got love for Aiden, but no. Nah. Uh, we got one last one. Uh, Lucas, can you read it off for everybody? All right. We'll go yeah. through that one. No, no, no problemo. I got you, Hefe. I got you. My so, God. now we're, we're going off Aiden Hutchinson. And now we're going to be talking about Jack Campbell. <laughs> so, Jack Campbell. Plus 1,800 to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. And this is a Will Anderson's a leader. Jalen Carter's two. Tyree Wilson, three. Devon Witherspoon or Devin, my, my fault, at four. Christian Gonzalez. Lucas Van Ness. I wish his name wasn't spelled that way, but it is because that dude's going to be a bust. Emmanuel Forbes, your boy, Jeff. Let's go. And then right under him at plus 1,800, Jack Campbell, the Iowa Hawkeye, the man wearing the green dot for the Detroit Lions. Plus 1,800 for him to win Rookie of the Year. Are you going to do that? Uh, no, but I will say this. Uh, <laughs> oh, simply put. No, I, I don't think Jack. Uh, again, 
what what will a year have to look like for Jack Campbell? Maybe I shouldn't say no. It'll never. It won't happen because you never know. Jack Campbell could come out and have a great rookie year, and I do think he'll be uh, playing a ton early. I yep. do believe that because again, a guy who's six five has that type of size, can guard tight ends, uh, can 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 get after the quarterback, drop back in coverage. He, 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 I mean, the guy's a missile. So Spencer he, calls he, him he, a meat missile. Uh, well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can do whatever you want to, Spenny. Hey, I'm not judging. You can call him a meat missile all you want. Uh, a year, though, he'd have to have. You, you're looking at, like, over 100 tackles, a couple picks, oh, a couple sacks. I think way more than that. 130 tackles. Yeah. But still, you're going to have to mix in some other things, too. I don't think it'll happen, but I think Jack, again, will still have a, a fine rookie year. Yeah. But defensive rookie of the year, I don't think so. The last, and I looked it up here just, just super quick. Micah Parsons obviously won. I'm not going to count him, but I'm going to go back a little farther to where Lucas said Jack Campbell is a future Hall of Famer because he's Luke Keekley. <laughs> That's not um, what I said to clarify. Luke Kee- maybe. Go back and watch. I said but, he was like a Costco, like Kirkland brand Luke Keekley. He has a lot enough. of the same skill sets, but he won't ever be that ceiling. Okay, that, hey, that's that's fair. I like that either way. But Luke Keekley won Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2012 or 13, he had 164 combined tackles. So if Jack Campbell's going to want to compete for this award versus, you know, DBs and, and, and edge rushers, he's going to have to put big numbers up. He's going to have to go up, go out there and compete, which, let's be honest, Jeff, he's, he's in a prime position to do it. He's going to start every game. He's going to be leading this defense. He's in a prime t- position. If he goes out there and puts these numbers up, he may be in the conversation. I'm not saying he's going to do it, but he might be in that conversation if he, with the green, like he is that guy in the middle of that defense right now. Yeah, he is. Or he will be. Yeah, he is. And I'm not saying it's impossible. I think he, of course, what's his odds plus 1,100? Yeah. 1,800. Oh. I mean, it's a little sprinkle yeah, you gotta, too. Yeah, you got to throw. You have on to. Detroit you, Lions. you know what? You have to throw money on that. And yeah. Plus 1,800 for Jack Campbell. You have to throw some money. Uh, and people are already chiming in here. Detroit Dabber, 313. Jeff, the meat missile shirts are on the WSN shop. Is that true? They are. Yes, they, they are. are. Meat missile? What is a meat missile? Yeah, hold on. He says, you work for a network with meat missile shirts. Embrace it. I don't, I don't want to embrace anything meat-related. Can someone explain what a meat uh, missile is? Spenny said when he Jack went Campbell. down to training camp, it was like Jack Campbell was just a huge meat missile flying <laughs> around there, just throwing himself into running backs, linemen. He said he was just a meat missile. I love that. I want to be a meat missile. And now uh, you got the meat missile uh, the emojis coming in through the chat yeah. right now. <laughs> Uh, J- Jake the Snake says, are meat missiles available for purchase at Eastern Market? Uh, that's a good question, uh, Jake. I'm not sure of that. Uh, Ethan S. says, Keekley had 162 tackles, 12 tackle for losses, and two interceptions in his defensive rookie of the year. What a year. That's a crazy year. Rookie dude. year? 160 tackles. Lucas, I, tackle. I hope you're and right. And he's the, like the Luke Keekley. The one that I really said I think is a better comparison is Darius Leonard because I think they're very similar in how they're built, too. And Darius Leonard, when he won one rookie of the year, he had 163 total pass uh, tackles, eight, mm. eight PBUs, seven sacks, four forced fumbles, and two interceptions. Well, what matters with these with these races every year? I know people you try to look back and say, well, this guy won defensive rookie of the year, this guy won offensive rookie of the year. Every class is different. Yep. It depends who's in their class. Like last year, Kirby Joseph in any other year would be more con- he'd be considered more for the yeah. defensive aid mm-hmm. and played. And then of course you have Saw. So it depends also who's his competition. And Jeff Olson chiming in says this is a pretty weak uh, defensive rookie of the year class. Campbell is a good bet. So there you have it there. Um, Gabby, what do you think? Jack Campbell. I mean, you've seen him. I mean, I haven't seen him in pads though. That, that's what I, I kind of I'm still mad about that because I want to see Jack out there. Any chance, you know, what, what kind of impact will Jack make uh, right away? You know, I'm, I'm unsure about Jack because 
of the mentality that Dan Campbell has spoken to about him. Obviously, he's a very hardworking player. He has a lot to learn from what we're understanding, and he's willing to make those changes to learn. Um, but where I will worry is when his mentality gets in the way of his growth. Um, you've heard, you know, some players say, you know, he's a quiet guy. He's not always with us in the locker room. Or Dan Campbell saying, you know, he gives himself a really hard time when he does make mistakes. I think if he can get around that, and he's so young, and he's so eager, and he wants to do so well. Um, but if he can get around those little obstacles and, you know, increase that camaraderie with the team, I think that's when you'll see the biggest difference. And people, Mason Leach says, I was at practice on Monday and he was stuffed in the run game, but struggling a little in the passing game. Um, and you don't really want to take too much from like one practice, but you, it's yeah. so early for those guys. Right. It's the first time in the NFL wearing pads at a practice where we're really going to see what he's made of is in these joint practices with the Giants coming up. That's going to be the first time that I think we're going to see him really put to the test. And I'm hoping that we see him get some reps in in that first preseason game. Yeah, because you think, like, Jack Campbell, you, you got to think for a linebacker walking in as a rookie. Like, the run yep. game is just is, is instinct. Like, the run game is like see ball, go get ball. But the passing game, it's like you're, you're trying to remember different concepts, remember, like, different things. It's, I guess there is a little bit of an adjustment uh, for the passing game. But Jack will be fine. And, I mean, just, right. just that transition from college to NFL, it's going to be different. It's going to be, like, tough for anyone. You could be elite, and it's still going to be tough in the train, in oh, training yeah. camp and preseason. So, just what they said when they drafted him and in the rookie camp to start, and I think Gabby was at rookie camp, and they mentioned that he already has that mindset of a veteran, like learning and, and, and wanting to be in different spots and right. talking to guys. Like he has that veteran mindset. It's just about going out there and learning and actually doing it, which he has. Chris Spielman, I think it was, that talked about it a couple of weeks ago, that Jack Campbell just has that instinct that a, a, mm -hmm. a star linebacker has in the NFL and that you need from a pro bowler. And he, like, he has that instinct. It's something you can't teach. And that's why they drafted him is they feel like they he has that. So seeing training camp, him struggling with some passing stuff, I bet you by week one, that's going to all be touched up in these preseason games, in these joint practices. And he's going to eventually be playing on that elite level. He has the skill set. He has the mindset. He has the instincts. He's going to he's going to get that done. It's going to come together. It's just going to take time. He's been there for how long is training camp in? Two weeks, if mm -hmm. that. And and Steve says he needs to start week one if he even wants to be in the consideration. Yeah, that's true. But I think yeah. he will. Yeah, I think I, he'll be I don't think there's any way Jack Campbell does not start week one outside yeah. of injury. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'm with you. Uh, unless I mean, it, Jack Campbell walks in. He's I think your better your best linebacker. At least I don't know. Alex Anzalone had a good year, but I, I think it's close already. As I like to say. Alex Anzalini's ceiling, Anzalone's ceiling, is Jack Campbell's floor. And, and him and Anzalone will be playing together anyway, so mm -hmm. they'll both, they can both be out there at times. I could see Derek Barnes or Malcolm Rodriguez kind of. I don't know. Derek Barnes? I think Derek Barnes is going to have a nice year. He's on a contract year. He's been kind of duped out. Not duped out because Malcolm took that spot, well-deservingly so, but I think Derek Barnes will be playing with a chip on his shoulder. Jack Campbell is going to be that Mike Green dot linebacker, which Anzalone was last year. I think Derek Barnes is a little bit more athletic than Anzalone. I'm not saying that Anzalone isn't athletic, but when you just talk about to cover space on the field, Jack Campbell and Derek Barnes, I think that's a nice combo. I think it's not much different than Anzalone, but I could easily see that changing. I like Rodrigo better than Barnes, man. I, 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 I do, do too. Rodrigo's a dog. As as like, I think Rodrigo's one of those guys where he's very good at what he does, but he's limited. 
It's not like he can go out there and cover every tight end like that. I think Derek Barnes is a little bit more athletic than Malcolm. Malcolm's a much more sure tackle. I think in the run game, you want a uh, linebacker like Malcolm every time. But when you start having to go into coverage, I think that's where you get a little bit nervous about Malcolm. Think about that depth, too. Like We're talking about we have four dudes that we think that can start on this like on this exactly. team and the one that we sleep on is Jalen Reeves Maybin is back and I, he's nothing like to, to write home about Germ. when you talk about instead of having to sign somebody off the street you have a great special teamer guy that's been in Detroit before he's very athletic he's not the most sure thing in the world but just having somebody like that instead of having a pickup off the street is huge because he's already got that chemistry with some of the guys on the team People are are roasting uh, Anzalone in the chat man I, Anzalone <laughs> does get he gets a bad rap but they I did mean, he he he'll, he'll be a good veteran though on top of what he brings to to he's Jack. He's just and so stuff. hit or miss. Like some games he's on and he's playing right. great, and then there's some games where he's just flying past yeah. the right yeah. back. Like he, he's giving it his all, right? But it's honest work. But sometimes the results just don't always no, show up. You never question effort. Maybe no, you just question, uh, you know, if efficiency. He's the, yeah, there I you do go. love Effort's the hammer, there, the Thor uh, hammer. I yeah, can, I can Thor watch Hammer. a Thor Hammer all day. Uh, yeah. He's an Italian too, Jeff. Yeah, he is. I got, I, I got to give him some <laughs> That's love. That's your guy. There. I do. Oh, and mine uh, too. Italian. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll go to break here when we get back. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this, uh, something that the 33rd team came out with. And someone from the 33rd team called the Bears secondary. Crack. The best secondary in the NFC North. And also the Bears made a signing yesterday. Interesting signing. A good one We'll too. talk about Scary all that signing. and much more when we come back. But first you got to hear about our friends over at Cintron, and I'll tell you. Because, uh, again, guys, how would you like to win a 100K Vegas getaway? Take your closest friends, live it up in the city that never sleeps. It's Cintron Energy. Drink it, live it, purchase a 24-pack today, and you're entered to win the 100K Vegas getaway. Drinkcintron.com slash Vegas. Buy Cint uh, Cintron at your local Meyer as well. Cintron, the outdoor energy drink with a great taste and the choice of people who desire to look good, feel great, and be the best versions of themselves. Again, drinkcintron.com slash Vegas. Since the dawn of moving people, Chevrolet has led the way. The world of transportation is changing. At Feldman Chevrolet, we are leading the charge forward. With every electric vehicle, every mile traveled, one Feldman at a time. The company that puts more Chevys on Michigan roads is now the number one name for Chevy electric vehicles. in Detroit sports coverage. Experience the true meaning of an exceptional cannabis products with Dispo Dispensary. Indulge in the finest selection of cannabis curated with care. They got over 12 locations. They just opened up one in Whitmore Lake right there above me there. Go check that out. Dispo is never too far away. You can visit DispoShops.com and unlock a world of endless possibilities in the realm of cannabis. That is D-I-S-P-O Shops.com, your local cannabis plug. Welcome, everybody, back to the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Don't forget, if you're watching, you're enjoying the show so far, hit the like button. Uh, do it for my, my guy, Booner, who's Please. filling in for Sam Flannel. Sam Flannel's out till Tuesday. He's on vacation. I believe he's in Nashville. Uh, oh, no way. Don't correct me if I'm wrong. There. Yeah, he's in Nashville. Oh, yes, he so, was. Hope yes. you're having fun, Sam. We love you. Love uh, you but Sam. we still got plenty of football to get to, right? I do. The Bears. 
That's secondary, all right? And we could talk about that secondary because they got some nice pieces in that secondary. Yeah, they got some they, big pieces. Uh, well, pull up the they, graphic. They, yeah. Okay. But the, the 33rd team came out with this graphic, and they had the, the kahunas to put Kindle Vildor on the graphic. <laughs> are you are you, cra are you are you are you kidding? This is some Toledo stuff right here. Kindle Vildor. That sounds like a, a character from Harry Potter. And he's on this graphic. Kyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson, Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson. I get that. There's a couple Even guys. Even Tyreek Stevenson, he he's got a nice two. He's a, he's a rookie though. But he's a rookie. And you got Kin Kindle Vildor. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yes, Cotter. Who the F is that guy? Is he a rookie? I don't know who the hell I'm that is. I'm about to Google. I'll we Google need to search. figure out who this That might be a, and a who, fake person. Dave, Dave Winnestet, uh, I believe is how I pronounce his name. He who says, names their kid Kindle, too? Like a Kindle Fire? They like to read, He's bro. a reading tablet? Yeah, they like to read. That, read man, that, that man said, I think I the Bears. Like he might have been born before the Kindle came out. Oh, that's oh, fair. Yeah, definitely. He was a fifth-round pick in the 2020 draft, so he's been around the league. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. sure he has. Shout out to Kindle, though. Uh, Dave says, and this is, uh, I think he's a part of the 33rd team. Uh, he did one of these these uh, articles, and he says, I think the Bears are going to be the best secondary in the division. Okay. Well, let me tell you something, Dave. <laughs> wow. One, I'll tell you one thing. I, I pray to Jesus. I pray to Jesus or whoever, uh, Allah, whoever your, your God is. I pray that Amon Ross St. Brown lines up against Kindle Vildor. I hope That's so. That's barbecue chicken. He's getting that man for what? Eight, lie, eight for I'm a buck fifty? Eight for a buck fifty? That's that's who's on the graphic over let's just go through it very easily. Cam Sutton. We like him, right? Pretty damn good corner. Emmanuel Mosley, in a short period when he was healthy. Pretty damn good corner. We'll keep going. CJ Gardner Johnson. Six picks in twelve games. One of the uh, one of the uh marquee free agents of this past offseason. Kirby Joseph, and I just compared his rookie year to Ed Reed Literally yesterday. all four of the players you just said are better than all four of the players that like, so far are on the screen for the Bears. Tracy Walker, who just a year you know, prior to last year had over 100 tackles. Yep. Like, what are we doing? I'm telling you right now. I'll take Jerry Jacobs over Kindle Vildor. I'll, I'll take, take Brian Jerry Branch. Jacobs to the whole bottom row. But I'm saying this, and that, that's not an insult to Jerry. I think no, Jerry I Jerry's know. Jerry's already getting reps at, at this, you know, in, in Manuel Mosley's spot. So Jerry's that dude. But also Brian Branch, one of the most sought after guys, and he fell way past where he should have went, which was he was the best safety in this class. So if you're gonna judge Kindle Vildor, a fifth round pick, why don't we take into consideration, uh, Booner? The guy who started since his freshman year at Alabama. How about we do that? You or even we're leaving someone else off. Will I would rather take Will Harris hmm. over some of those guys. I don't think you, Lucas you likes Will that. Harris. Um, you do that decision. But let's let's be honest. Like Dan Campbell loves Will Harris. Like we have guys on here, and I went and read one of these thirty thirteen things that had the Bears secondary ranked over the Detroit Lions. I think it was like the Bears were like nineteenth, and we were like twenty third. Yeah. But I went and read it, and I was I was wondering like why did they have that. The only reason, the reason that they had there was, oh, they just have a new secondary. It's going to take them some time to come together and, and just vibe together. Like, what kind of argument is that? Go look at the players and see the dogs that we have in the secondary. Don't don't say, oh, it might, they might get off to a slow start. What if they go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, like I said earlier, and that secondary intercepts Patrick Mahomes two or three times? They jump up to the top ten instantly. <laughs> CJ GJ gets an interception. Kirby, boom, takes it to the house. Cam Sutton, four pass deflections. Do you see right. what I'm saying here? Like, be honest, 33rd team. What are we doing? 
You know what's funny? That secondary compared to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> be honest with yourself. Do you no, know football? I, I think they that, don't know ball. They don't if, know ball. Lucas knows ball. If you're going best secondary, it may be, in, I don't even know. Maybe I'm being friendly here. I think it's the Lions. But the only team that I would even consider, Lucas, is the Packers. That's what I was going to say. Like, where, did the That's Packers the just fall off could, a bridge? Only one you could. What, what happened? I Not even that. I would just love, to, if you look at this, you bring the list back up. So, so you have the I w- if we were talking to him if we were talking to Dave and he says I think the Bears are going to be the best secondary division I would just like to look the man in his eye and simply ask him why because there's no reasoning <laughs> just why why will the Bears have the best secondary in the NFC North in 2023 because he's not going to be able to give you a reason he's going to expect Jalen Johnson to turn into a Pro Bowler Jalen Johnson's mid Jaquan Brisker is very nice I think he's like one of those Jalen Petrie I think he's a little bit under Kirby ceiling but he's a nice solid guy Eddie Jackson passes prime. Kyler Gordon, mid. Tyreek Stevenson's a man-to-man corner out of Miami that's going to have a lot of holding issues. And then I don't even need to speak on Kendall Vildor, okay? Hey. You go to the Vikings, they have Lewis Seen, who a, was a rookie last year, his last pick in the first round. He's coming off a huge injury. That's all they have in the secondary. And the Packers, they have a very nice secondary. I think the Packers, I'm, I'm going to say the Packers right now, just because how I saw them play, especially towards the later end of the season, I'm going to say right now they have a better secondary than the Lions, but I think that changes because you have Jay Alexander, Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas is very nice. I like Darnell Savage still. They have decent safeties, but their corner room is stacked. So to even fathom putting the Bears over one, the Lions, and two, the Packers, is just absolutely insane. It, I think the Bears might have the worst secondary in the league because even the Vikings have Harrison Smith or in the NFC North. I'm sorry. No, and, and by the way, like Dave, like Winnestead, like he he does great work, by the way. Like he's, he's a former coach. He's, he's a good analyst. I like yeah, hearing his stuff. for a reason, I, I, I see. Well, <laughs> well, yes, I, I value his opinion. Like I've seen him on, on different programs before, but my my question is, and Chuck says it, and I totally forgot about this. Dave was actually a former, he, he was the guy's a former Bears head coach. So uh, again, I don't oh, know. Oh, that is, I didn't know there's, that. There's, there's some bias there, but more than it's that. It's like Adam Rank. Get out of here. Yeah, there you go. You shouldn't be allowed to talk about the Chicago Bears. Don Beat says, uh, Mims getting three touchdowns against that secondary. He also says... Mims is going to be hims against that secondary. He also says Tom Kennedy... Hey, okay, JB. He says (laughs) Tom Kennedy could shred that secondary. Uh, And uh, I love this comment, too. And I I forgot who said it specifically, but it was was pretty good stuff. Um, They were talking about... Let me see here. Yeah, oh, Mr. Wizards. He says former Cowboys assistant coach also. So that also kind of questions, you know, if you're working for the Cowboys, you know. Here a lot of former. former yeah, a lot former, of former. Former, now writer. Uh, and, and by the way, guys, this uh, the only team, again, to kind of recap this, you're, you're talking about the Lions secondary. I mean, the number one corner this year for Cam Sutton, I know he kind of goes under the radar, but people forget Cam Sutton last year only allowed a 47% completion percentage when thrown against him. In the AFC North. In the AFC North. Joe he, Burrow, Lamar. Like, now Deshaun, but he was partially out. But still, the regardless. The receivers in his division are Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. What they about got, Emmanuel Mosley when he comes back from injury? That's just another... The this, this secondary is stacked right now. I, I don't see how you can look at that and say top, they could have the best one. It's a top one. 10 secondary on paper. And then the, with the coaching of Aaron Glenn, which I think is widely underrated just because of the skill talent that he has, the amount of talent in the secondary is going to be able to be on the field more. We talk about the linebacker position for the Lions being kind of weaker. Well, now we can plug the safeties in there. So we're going to be able to run Viper packages and have five, six DBs on the field. You can run four, two, six, whatever you want to do with that. There's so many packages he's going to run. Aaron Glenn's going to have a field day and they have their top 10 on paper. And with good coaching, I think they're going to play above that probably top eight secondary. Let's go football. Who do you think, who, do you, who, who has a better defensive line? 
Well, speaking of that, they just signed Yannick Nagano. Yeah, okay, with that, Yannick, though. Like, Yannick's a good signing. Do but, they have a defensive line that's going to be able to help that secondary out and uh, push them over the Detroit now Lions that's or the Packers? A, that, now, that's a different question. That, well, and, and and by the end of the season, you're going to say, okay, who produced more? What secondary was better? How, how are you going to do that? Dave Wanstead. You speak. <laughs> you speak. David. How, how is this? And by the way, Yannick, I mean, he is – he is a, 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 a that he's he's underrated. Yeah, he's one he of those is. guys. He's he's gonna travel around the league about five times, but every place he goes, he's gonna be productive. When he was in Minnesota, he was good. When he was in Jacksonville, he was elite. And I think with the Colts last year, he put up like eight and a half, nine and a half sacks. So we talk about the Bears needing a pass rusher. They just got it. With all that being said, we still have Penesul. We still have Taylor Decker, and um, they can have Yannick Ngakwe because we have Aiden Hutchinson and James Houston. So yes, it's a good signing for them. But the more I think about it, the less worried I get. Yeah, it was a must-needed signing for the 100%. Bears. I mean, they, they needed, needed something. They, they yeah. needed they needed some veteran uh, defensive linemen. They got one, a guy who is is again, not premier, but someone that can get you eight sacks yep. right in a season. They so, got their Charles Harris and Romeo Quara. Right there, you go. So yeah, th- this whole you know Dave on, on your take about the Bears being the best secondary, that's a bunch of bogus. Take a hike. If you're gonna mention a <laughs> list with Kindle Vildor. Um, should rethink the minute that name you gets written lo- on a paper, you'd be like, "Yeah, I should probably restart what I'm doing." I don't. I, don't, I think <laughs> I, I think I messed up here. I think I think I went down the wrong alley somewhere. Yeah. Throw Dave and Adam Rank in a in a room together. Let them watch football. Just don't talk about it to us about the Bears. Lock them in there Mason, and never let them out. Mason Please. Leach is chiming. He says the Lions have the number one pass rush in the NFC North and a top 15 in the NFL, possibly top 10. I think potentially yes. Uh, I don't know if they have depth is the the main depth. thing. Yes, but talent besides Aiden and maybe a flash of James, you don't. There's not really uh, Romeo. Yeah, but Aleem hasn't. He, he had a good year last year, but he's not like one of the premier defensive.